Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarottamam Deving Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Nashta Prayeshvabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Nashtiki so I would like to begin uh, by reading a famous verse from chapter 5 of Canto 7. This chapter is called Prahlad, the saintly son of Hiranyakashipu. And uh, with the blessings of the Vaishnavas, we may look at this verse and together reflect on the instruction or the, we may want to say, friendly advice of Prahlad Maharaj to his dear father. The verse goes like this, Shri Prahlad Uvacha Tatsadu Manye Asuravarya Dehinam Sada samudvigna, diyam asatgrahat, hitvatma patam, griham andakupam, banangatoyat, harim ashrayeta. I'll read the translation and uh, the purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Translation, Prahlad Maharaj replied, O best of the asuras, king of the demons, as far as I have learned from my spiritual master, any person who has accepted a temporary body and temporary household life is certainly embarrassed by anxiety because of having fallen in a dark well where there is no water but only suffering. One should give up this position and go to the forest, vana. More clearly, one should go to Vrindavan, where only Krishna consciousness is prevalent, and should thus take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport. 
Hiranyakashipu thought that Prahlad, being nothing but a small boy with no actual experience, might reply with something pleasing, but nothing practical. Prahlad Maharaj, however, being an exalted devotee, had acquired all the qualities of education. Yasyasti bhaktir bhagavatya kinchana sarvair gunaistatra samasate suraha harava bhaktasya kuto mahat guna manoratena sati dhavato bahi. One who has unflinching devotional faith in Krishna consistently manifests all the good qualities of Krishna and the demigods. However, he who has no devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead has no, no good qualifications. Because he is engaged by mental concoction in material existence, which is the external feature of the Lord. So-called educated philosophers and scientists who are simply on the mental platform cannot distinguish between what is actually sat, eternal, and what is asat, temporary. The Vedic injunction is asatoma jyotirgama. Everyone should give up the platform of temporary existence and approach the eternal platform. The soul is eternal and topics concerning the eternal soul are actually knowledge. Elsewhere it is said, apashyatam atmatatvam griheshu grihamedinam. Those who are attached to the bodily conception of life and who thus stick to life as a grihasta or householder on the platform of material sense credit and sense enjoyment cannot see the welfare of the eternal soul. Prahlad Maharaj confirmed this by saying that if one wants success in life, he should immediately understand from the right sources what his self-interest is and how he should mold his life in spiritual consciousness. One should understand himself to be part and parcel of Krishna and thus completely take shelter of his lotus feet for guaranteed spiritual success. Guaranteed. Everyone in the material world is in the bodily conception, struggling hard for existence, life after life. Prahlad Maharaj therefore recommended that to stop this material condition of repeated birth and death, one, one should go to the forest, vana. In the Varnashram system, one first becomes a brahmachari, then a grihasta, a vanaprasta, and finally a sannyasi, 
Going to the forest means accepting vanaprastha life, which is between grihastha life and sannyasa. As confirmed in the Vishnu Purana, varnashrama charavata purushena parapuman vishnur aradhyate. By accepting the institution of varna and ashrama, one can very easily elevate himself to the platform of worshipping Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Otherwise, if one remains in the bodily conception, one must rot within this material world. Do we want to rot in this material world? No. <clears throat> and his life will be a failure. Society must have divisions of Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaisha, and Shudra. And for spiritual advancement, one must gradually develop as a Brahmachari, Grihasta, Vanaprastha, and Sannyasi. Prahlad Maharaj recommended that his father accept Vanaprastha life because as a Grihasta, he was becoming increasingly demoniac due to bodily attachment. Prahlad recommended to his father that accepting Vanaprastha life would be better than going deeper and deeper into Griham Andakupam, the blind well of life, as a Grihasta. In our Krishna consciousness movement, we therefore invite all the elderly persons of the world, all the elderly persons of the world, to come to Vrindavan and stay there in retired life, making advancement in spiritual consciousness, Krishna consciousness. Anyone here feel elderly? None of the ladies feel elderly. <laughs> Half the men feel elderly. Srila Prabhupada is inviting us to Vrindavan. He does this already in his translation of the verse, because we don't find in the Sanskrit of the verse, uh, but Srila Prabhupada, of course, it says, vanam gata, gone to the forest, going to the forest. But which forest, Srila, <coughs> Srila Prabhupada says, more clearly, <laughs> he gives a purport within his translation, more clearly, one should go to Vrindavan, where only Krishna consciousness is prevalent and should thus take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I checked um, the main commentaries to this verse because I, I thought possibly Srila Prabhupada was taking this point from one of the commentaries, uh, which he often does, but in this case not. This is as Prabhupada would say many times, um, or sometimes, he would say about his writing, his translating, his writing, uh, 
of his purports that these are his ecstasies. So I think in this mood of ecstasy, he is inviting us to Vrindavan. And we may say that Prahlad Maharaj is inviting Hiranyakashipu, that best of the demons, Asuravarya, uh, also to Vrindavan. Does Hiranyakashipu appreciate this advice? No, he doesn't seem to appreciate it. Um, and why he doesn't appreciate, well, that's a long story, which I believe most, if not all, of you are familiar with. So I won't go into too much detail uh, about, about how Hiranyakashipu came to this mentality that he came. But one thing I would like uh, to discuss is, um, well, let me start with a, a, a quote, which I, I'll just, um, I won't be able to say the exact words, but um, a statement by a famous Russian um, uh, novelist from the 20th century, Alexander Zolchenitsyn, Zolchenitsyn, uh, who said that the line between good and evil passes through every human heart. The line that divides good and evil passes through every human heart. In other words, we all find ourselves, we may say, to some extent, sometimes, able to identify with Hiranyakashipu. And sometimes we identify with Sri Prahlad. And sometimes we may find ourselves somewhere between Prahlad and Hiranyakashipu in a liminal position. You know this word liminal. It means betwixt and between. Hiranyakashipu, of course, in his eagerness, in his determination, in his resolve, to avoid death, was able to work out a detailed contract with Lord Brahma, in which he thought he had all possible options covered of how someone might die. All the different possibilities that we might imagine although it doesn't seem that Hiranyakashipu knew about deadly viruses. In any case, he thought 
he had himself in a safe position. And all of us, I would say, are looking for a safe position. We're all looking for a permanent arrangement. We're all making arrangements uh, as best we can for some sort of permanence, uh, some security, some safety. And that effort is not really so much different from what Hiranikashipu uh, has attempted to do in his performance of great austerity. We might want to say that Hiranyakashipu had a kind of um, deep experience with nature uh, in which nature in the form of ants built their home uh, in his body and around his body. And in this way, he communed with nature, making himself into a position of great power, uh, which in a sense forced Lord Brahma to, uh, to agree to his requests. Hiranyakashipu felt some resentment against the Lord. Now, sometimes it's said that Hiranyakashipu was an atheist. Was he an atheist? How many say that he was an atheist? Everyone's afraid to raise their hand. Who says he was not an atheist? Okay, the majority wins. <laughs> this is a democracy. I don't think we can say that Hiranyakashipu is an atheist. He, he recognized that there is God, but he saw himself as God's competitor. And he felt resentment for God. He felt resentment for Lord Vishnu. Why? He had, um, he had dispatched, he had killed his brother. He had killed uh, his dear brother Hiranyaksha. Now, we may also sometime in our life have experience of resentment against God. And possibly for a similar reason as Hiranyakashipu, that someone who is very dear to us has been taken from us. And we see no one else to blame than God. And so we may feel some resentment. Or another sense we may have in relation to God, which Hiranyakashipu seems to have had, was we don't see God. Of course, Hiranyakashipu thought God is hiding. Vishnu is hiding. Where is he hiding? He's hiding in the hearts of all, all, all living beings. Actually, it's a fact. 
Lord, the Lord is hiding in the hearts of all living beings. The devotees can see the Lord present in the hearts of all living beings. This is the position of Prahlad Maharaj. He sees that the Lord is hiding in the hearts of all living beings, including that of Hiranyakashipu. And therefore, Prahlad Maharaj is never resentful of or angry at or seeing as an enemy Hiranyakashipu. Rather, he cares about him. He wants to help him. And that's why he is giving this advice in the verse which we have read. Tatsadu manye, I think, manye, that it's good, sadhu. I think it's good that someone who is situated in this world, in, in whatever position, in particular, he does mention the, um, the ashrama, uh, the griha, griham. He doesn't actually speak of ashramas, but it seems that's what's understood. Uh, griham means house. Andakupam griham, uh, the house which is a dark well. He sees, he sees that his father is suffering and he wants to help him. And so he gives this advice. And he will give more advice. And each time that he gives advice to his dear father, his father does not accept, does not appreciate, does not hear. And we can say that this is the difference. We may want to say the essential difference between Prahlad Maharaj and Hiranyakashipu. Prahlad Maharaj is able to hear very well. And Hiranyakashipu is not able to hear very well. Toward the end of this whole episode, just before Nrsingadev arrives on the scene, Hiranyakashipu has a serious question. He's been asking questions of Prahlad just before this. He's, um, he has asked Prahlad to tell him what he's been learning in school today, uh, in learning in school. There was a, a popular song when I was a kid. What have you learned in school today? What have you learned in school? <clears throat> um, once, my dear King Yudhishthira, once upon a time, the king of the demons, Hiranyakashipu, took his son Prahlad on his lap and very affectionately inquired, My dear son, please let me know what you think is the best 
of all the subjects you have studied from your teachers. Now we know Prahlad Maharaj had a different understanding of this question than Hirani Kashipu, because he understood teachers as one teacher in particular, namely Sri Narada Muni. Uh, and therefore later, uh, after Nrsinghadeva appears, and as Prahlad is offering prayers to uh, Lord Nrsinghadeva, he will give credit to and honor his spiritual master, Narada Muni, evam janang nipatitang prabhavahikupe. Now, every time I want to quote a verse, and there's a serious group of devotees listening, I completely forget the verse. Evam janang nipatitang prabhavahikupe. In any case, the last two lines. Um, he wants to remember Narada Muni. Why? Because he has saved him uh, from Prabhavahi Kupa, from an an ahikupa from uh, a well which is full of snakes. Kama bikama manuya prapatap prasanga. That's the line I couldn't remember. Um, being overwhelmed by the desire, the kama for kama, a desire to fulfill desires. Um, so he says, Prahlad, uh, he says, Narada Muni has saved me. And so, how can I forget him? Prahlad Maharaj is recognized by Narada Muni. Um, Srila Sanatana Goswami tells us uh, in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Many of you will know the story. In the first part, Nar Narada decides to go on a pilgrimage to meet different devotees, um, searching for that devotee who has received the greatest mercy of the Lord. And in, his, uh, in the course of his journey, he is advised by one devotee after another, it is not me, it is not I who have received the mercy of the Lord. It is such and such devotee. So in the case of Lord Shiva, whom Narada visits, Lord Shiva says, it's not, it's not I who have received the mercy of the Lord. The devotee who has received the mercy of the Lord is Prahlad Maharaj. And so Narada goes to Prahlad, very excited to meet that devotee who has received the mercy of the Lord. Now notice, it's Narada who is the guru of Prahlad. 
who has taught Prahlad Maharaj while he was in the womb of his mother. And now Narada is going to honor his disciple, recognizing him as a great devotee. In fact, as a devotee who is Atarkya Bhagyavan, who is inconceivably fortunate. What is Prahlad Maharaj going to say? He's going to say several things in his defense, which is to say, I'm not the one you're looking for. <laughs> there is another devotee who has received the mercy of the Lord. Why? Because he is able to serve the Lord directly. In my case, in my case, the Lord came, yes, but he didn't come for me. He came to protect all the devatas. Sriman Rasinghalila Halila Cha Mat Anugrahato Nasa Svabhakta Devata Raksham Parshadadvaya Mochanam He came to protect and to deliver uh, the devotees. So he didn't, he didn't really come for me. Yes, he, he placed his hand on my head. That's true. Or did he? I'm not so sure. Maybe it was a dream. And then he goes on to say, Hanuman, now there's a devotee who has received the mercy of the Lord because he's constantly engaged directly in the Lord's service. Well, be that as it may, we understand that Prahlad is indeed very fortunate, Atarkya Bhagavan, and he's fortunate because he has heard from his guru, Narada Muni, and he has acted on the basis of what he has heard from his guru. And of course, he has acted in the way we read today in relation to his father, which is to be completely free of antagonism. And he will act starting in the next chapter, uh, demonstrating the compassion that Narada Muni taught him by, in uh, by teaching his, his schoolmates. Komaram acharet pragyo dharman bhagavataniha durlavang manusang janma tat api adruvam artadam. You have a rare opportunity. We all have a rare opportunity. And this life, this human form of life is so rare and it is temporary. Tat api adruvam. It is not druvam, it is adruvam. But although it is adruvam, it is a great opportunity for uh, becoming Krishna conscious. And Prahlad helps his, uh, his schoolmates to understand uh, the urgency 
of taking to Krishna consciousness by an analysis, and a mathematical analysis. Suppose you will live to be a hundred years. Congratulations. We always honor someone who lives a uh, hundred years. They say that in Japan there are over 50,000 people who are at least a hundred years old. It's a problem in Japan. They have too many old people and they're not going to the forest. <clears throat> you have your hundred years. How much of that time are you spending sleeping? Prahlad Maharaj says those who are attached, materially attached, they may be sleeping half of that time, 12 hours a day. Any of us here sleeping 12 hours a day? I doubt it. Maybe, even if it's a quarter of that, even if it's six hours a day. Okay, that's 25 years of our lives. And then how much of our lives are we spending as, as small children and then as teenagers wasting our, our, wasting our lives in play and in trying to be better than the next person? And how much we, we waste another 20 years as we are older trying to maintain a family and then becoming slowly, slowly, slowly invalid, not being able to remember others' names, not being able to remember our own names, maybe, um, coming to a wretched condition. And Prahlad Maharaj says, so maybe you have 10 years left over, but during those 10 years, <laughs> Good luck. You've started too late to, well, it's never too late, but it could be difficult to take seriously Krishna consciousness practice. Hiranyakashipu has trouble listening to this good advice. He has trouble listening uh, to the next good advice uh, that Prahlad will give after he has spent some more time in the school, supposedly getting some reform lessons, coming back, being again tested by his father. What does Prahlad Maharaj say? Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmani, Vedam. There are so many different ways that you can serve the Lord, but you, Hiranyakashipu, that rhymes, um, are not listening to what is good education. And as a result, you will not understand, you will not understand why it is that despite all your efforts to kill me, you cannot kill me. Prahlad doesn't say that exactly, but in effect. To the point that Hiranyakashipu becomes increasingly anxious 
and begins to inquire. And what is his inquiry? His inquiry is, where has, where do you get your power? And what does Prahlad Maharaj say? I get my power from the same place you get your power. <laughs> it's the same source. It comes from the same source. Same source, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mata paratharam nanyatkin chidasti dananjaya. Mai sarvmik idam protam sutre manigana iva. Everything is resting like so many pearls on a thread. And there is no one superior to me. Prahlad Maharaj recognized that Hiranyakashipu begins to listen. Does he listen? It seems that Hiranyakashipu needs to learn through the school of hard knocks. And therefore, Nusingadev appears. He appears in a wonderful way, in a rather shocking way, we may say. Uh, an unexpected way, certainly, very unexpected to Hiranyakashipu. How many of us can say we know how we are going to die? We may think we will avoid, but we will not avoid. Now, how the Lord appears. I want to read something and I'm going to have to read it quite slowly because this is from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur Prabhupada. One of his explanations of the meaning of Nrsingadev's appearance it's interesting, by the way, that, that uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur once said um, that we, we give more credit to Hiranyakashipu than to Prahlad Maharaj for the appearance of Nrsingadev. In 1931, in Calcutta, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur uh, organized a theistic exhibition. I believe this was the third of uh, such exhibitions he had organized. And it's said that more than a million people came. And there were these displays uh, of the pastimes of the Lord. And, dioramas, and one of the dioramas showed Hiranyakashipu, uh, Nrsingadev Prahlad Maharaj, the appearance of the Lord as Nrsinga, half man, half lion. And there were explanations written, apparently in English, um, English maybe also Bengali, 
there were explanations of um, each of the pastimes. So here, if you'll bear with me, this is his explanation of uh, the appearance of Nrsingadev. He says, you may have to take notes. <laughs> Whoops, just disappeared. <clears throat> the innate insufficiency and utter delusiveness of empiric wisdom is not brought home to the empiricist till he actually realizes the superior contra-existence of the absolute. The destructive and terrible face of the transcendental reality is necessarily the first positively disillusioning experience of the absolute to any challenging empiricist to whom the absolute is pleased to disclose himself as an act of his causeless favor. Are you with us? <laughs> he's, <clears throat> he's identifying here Anikashipu as an empiricist. What is an empiricist? Um, we might want to translate that as Prabhupada would often uh, refer to the scientist. Um, not that all scientists are bad, or Hiranyakashipus, uh, but uh, the philosophy of many scientists, namely scientism, the idea that all knowledge can eventually, eventually, be acquired through scientific processes, and therefore all problems can be solved through science. That would be uh, scientism. So let me continue. The retributive aspect of the process need not blind the sincere inquirer of the absolute to the overwhelming mercy of this method of appearance. Which method? The method of Nrsingadev. Uh, of the, abs the appearance of the absolute that alone could be acceptable from the point of view of the challenger, although the latter, the challenger, has to pay for such experience by undergoing the suffering of total destruction of his delusive personality which is misrepresented as his soul by his own empirical judgment. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, here we go. The disemboweling process indicates the rottenness of the physical body. Nursingadev disembowels Hiranyakashipu. 
The disemboweling process indicates the rottenness of the physical body and the necessity of its destruction for enabling the conditioned soul to realize the nature of perfect, unconditional spiritual existence of the soul as the normal state. And it continues. Sri Nrsingadeva, even in the light of these considerations, must, however, appear to empirical judgment as presenting the front of the retributive personality of brute force, which is the only proof of real existence to the empiricist. Brute force is the only proof of real existence to uh, the empiricist. But in singular and somewhat grotesque combination with the principle of rationality detectable only in the human personality. Hare Krishna. <laughs> uh, this last line, the, the, the combination of the grotesque with the principle of rationality detectable only in the human personality. That's Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur's explanation of uh, Lord Nrsingadev being half man and half lion. He's half lion, that's grotesque, and he's half man, that's rational. <laughs> so he's saying, he's saying all of this to make a point about materialism, specifically as empiricism. A problem which Hiranyakashipu has, but Prahlad Maharaj does not have. Prahlad Maharaj, therefore, because he is able to hear uh, the words of his spiritual master, he has the deep sense of compassion, uh, which enables him uh, to directly confront Hiranyakashipu without fear, and it also enables him to, to genuinely wish for the well-being of all living beings in the world. And therefore he prays in the fifth canto, svastyastu vishvasya kala prasiditam jayantu bhutani shivam mitobhya manascha badram May all living beings worship the Supreme Lord, worship and become free from envy. Prabhupada says in his word for word, uh, kala, uh, envy, envious. Practically everyone, <laughs> practically everyone is envious. Swasti astu. Prahlad Maharaj prays, let everyone become free from envy and engage in devotional service. Now we may see this as a, um, a very unrealistic prayer. Um, we may think it is hope against hope. 
Well, yes, possibly hope against hope. Um, but this hope against hope, it turns out, is one of the features, one of the qualities of a devotee who is situated on the, on the platform of bhava, of bhava. Ashabandhu, bound by hope. We aspire to become, to follow in the footsteps of Prahlad Maharaj, to get to the point of being bound by hope in wishing all the best for all living beings. And to do this, we pray also to the Lord, Om Namo Bhagavate Narasinghaya Namaste Jaste Jase Avir Avir Bhava Vajranaka Vajradangstra Karma Shayan Randhaya Randhaya Tamo Grasa Grasa Om Swaha Abhayam Abhayam Atmani Bhuvishta Om Kshram. He prays, my dear Lord, Nrsingadev, may you enter my heart and remove karma asha, my desire for fruitive activity. May you completely remove that desire so that I can engage in the worship of Shishi Radha Gokulananda. Shishi Radha Gokulananda Ki Jai. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur prays like this mm, that we worship Lord Nrsingadev. Lakshmi Nasinga, that they may remove the desire for fruitive activity, the impurity from our heart, so that to clear the way, so that their lordships, Sri Sri Radha Krishna, will fully manifest in our hearts, so that we can worship them without any obstacles. So this advice that Prahlad Maharaj is giving to his father, um, that he should prepare to move uh, to a different living style, a different uh, lifestyle, uh, is an advice for all of us, not only the elderly amongst us, uh, but to to make a change in our lifestyle such that, as Prabhupada says in, the, in his translation, uh, to go to that place which happens to be Vrindavan, where only Krishna consciousness is prevalent. And there to take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And how to do that? Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmani Vedanam, giving ourselves to the Lord. So we can be grateful to Prahlad Maharaj for his instructions that we may follow them 
And on this day especially, of course, the Lord is present every day. Ito nrsingha parato nrsingho. Yato yato yami tato nrsingha. Yami, where I go, there is nrsingha. Itaha, he is here. Parata, he is there. Yataha, yataha, wherever. Yami, wherever I go, there he is. Lord Nisingadev is always there. But on this day, <laughs> he's especially here. <laughs> so let us celebrate together uh, the Lord's appearance. Let's um, meditate and anticipate uh, the Lord's appearance. Let's uh, do all in our power uh, to be in the mood of Prahlad Maharaj so that the Lord will be inspired uh, to appear and to reassure us of his protection for ourselves, for everyone who are dear to us, for our Krishna consciousness movement, uh, for our spiritual masters, our diksha gurus, our shiksha gurus, our mentors, our cows, everyone. <laughs> Let us pray in this way today. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shri Prahlad Maharaj ki jai, Shri Shri Nrsingadeva ki jai, Nitai Gaura Premanande Hare, Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. His Holiness Krishna Chetra Maharaj Ki. Thank you so much, Maharaj. On behalf of Bhaktivedanta uh, Mana, we'd like to thank you for coming and gracing us with your presence. And now that things have opened up, hopefully we'll see you more. I'd like to have you here again. Hare Krishna.